Check your panties. Aging Mr. Herman. Mr. Herman. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. I'm having chest pain. So sit down, shut the fuck up, take your cock out of your hand, and listen. Joey Valentine. Hey, hey, and welcome to Fat Guy Loves Cake. I am Joey Valentine. This is your wrapped in bacon, smothered in cheese, high cholesterol podcast. And I thank you very much for joining me here on September the 30th, 2022. It's a Friday, the greatest day of the week for all you working folks. And I appreciate you giving me your ear. We got a wonderful show for you today. A brand new episode for all of you cats out there waiting to hear my lovely voice. You've worked so hard all week. And now I'm going to bring you some laughter and some fun and some smiles all right he says regretting everything he just said sounding like a fucking idiot i'm trying to be entertaining here so guess what jen purchased your favorite fat guy a year-long membership at planet fitness and uh i don't know is that subtle enough when a girl buys you a year-long membership at a gym uh, I'm actually doing the show right now. It's Thursday morning. I'm doing the show really super duper early so that I can actually go to the gym tonight at the time when I would normally be doing the show. So I'm going to get my fat ass up there and get on the treadmill and get my 10,000 steps in planet fitness where they don't judge a judge free zone. So I'm told we'll see. We'll see how judge free they are when I come in there with my fucking shirt off and start going, uh, Ah, whenever I lift something, no, sir, we do not have complimentary donuts to go with your workout. (laughs) Sir, could you please stop taking pictures in the shower? Sir, would you please stop singing butt stuff in the shower? Come on. That's an internationally known song. Butt stuff. Talk about butt stuff. Butt stuff in the shower. (laughs) Joey Valentine gets a gym membership. One man's mission to get thrown out as fast as possible. (laughs) No, I'm going to take it seriously. Are you guys ready to take a journey with me on the scales? Are you ready to see, can I do it? Can I really get this old fat body in shape? I think I can. You know, it's funny, man. When you work out, you get those endorphins and and like, no bullshit. There's no punchline here, especially when your body is in poo-poo shape like mine. You know, just a little bit of exercise and it's like, holy shit, man. You come home and you got that fucking high. You know, your body, even though like exercise sucks and the process of doing it is just grueling, uh, your body wants to work out. Your body wants to feel better. It is not like your, your brain, your brain wants to eat chocolate and ice cream and all that bad stuff. But the physical part of you, your body, the part that's really in charge when you get to be 40, it would rather exercise. It's begging for you to exercise. It's in the corner crying because of the things you do. Why won't you just exercise me? I'm here. It's such a, the the body is such a wonderful thing. We have this unbelievable marvel of science. The human body is the way it can fight disease and virus and, and become so, you know, I have done things to my body that realistically it should not have come back from, 
You know, I have tortured it with alcohol and high-fat food and all kinds of physical abuse, and yet here I am still in very good health because I've been able to recover from those things. The body is so resilient, and it blows my mind, man, that we sit around with this perfectly crafted machine and we neglect it. You know, it's like having a fucking, you know, really expensive European sports car that's only a hundred of them were made. And instead of, you know, washing and waxing it, you know, you're letting it collect dust in the garage. No, you should be out there putting miles on it, tuning it up, and showing it off. But instead, we've all traded our hot rod in. Hot rod. We've all traded our hot rod in for a flatbed wide <laughs> wide trailer four door suburban full of children well no more from now on i'm getting my hot rod back <laughs> a wink so yeah my journey to greatness begins tonight at 10 o'clock p.m at 10 o'clock p.m central time you can find me at planet fitness and i will be getting my 10,000 steps in and I will be showing off my oiled fat body. No, I'm just kidding. I really am considering having some fun with this. I mean, if it's a no-judgment zone, right, then who's to say that I can't wear clothes that are entirely too small for me? I'm not going to even attempt to put pants on that are too small. That's just a losing battle. But I'm thinking maybe a medium <laughs> shirt. Get that motherfucker nice and snug. It's going to come down to, oh, about where my belly starts. I wonder, would they say anything in the judgment-free zone, the no-judgment workout area at Planet Fitness, if I came in with my midsection exposed? I mean, women do, right? That'd be a little bit uh, judgy, I think. You know, Mr. Valentine, don't you think you'd be a little more comfortable with a shirt that fits? Possibly something that starts with the letter X. Maybe even three of them. <laughs> no, three. It's the only part of my body that's getting any bigger, man. Everything else on me is completely thin. It's just the gut. So I look so fucking stupid. I look like I have a goiter. It's so fucking grotesque to me i look in the mirror you know i ought to have like a a throwing up complex at this point the the fat is not distributing evenly i'm not a fat person i'm a fucking skinny in shave guy with like an enormous one part of my body why can't i eat and the fat goes into my penis that's where it should be going for all the work i put into it and take that however you want but but i mean it's not fair so i'm gonna have to do all this work Completely changed my diet. But you know what? I sit here and I go, well, fucking, I got to give up all these foods that I love. But man, eating well doesn't mean giving up taste. There are so many things you can eat that are fantastic to eat. Yummy tasting. I love, man, like HEB has this grilled chicken, like fajita meat. And it has like fucking no calories in it, okay? Because there's no skin, there's no fat. And, you know, you take that and then, like, uh, frozen vegetables, mixed vegetables, do, like, a whole bag, like, a pound of that is, like, 50 calories. And they're fucking delicious, man. You take a pan, you put some fucking oil in it, a little bit of oil, not a lot, but a little bit of oil, a bag of frozen vegetables, and those, that chicken fajita, man. And you, I mean, you're eating, like, three pounds of food, and you're getting, like, 300 calories, 
Okay, to lose weight for someone like me who's 6'2", I have to go 1,800 calories a day to lose 1 to 2 pounds a week. Now, that's fucking easy if I eat right. Look, a sandwich, all right, two slices of wheat bread, and a whole bunch of turkey with mustard, it's like 200 calories, okay? And I'm talking about with like a lot of fucking lunch meat on it. And then a big-ass meal with chicken and mixed vegetables, 300 calories, I'm not even fucking close to my limit. Plus exercise, you know, pounds are going to melt away. I still have a great metabolism for my age. But, you know, I'm in a constant tug-of-war mentally. One side's being pulled by a Snickers bar, and the other side's being pulled by the produce section. It's a constant struggle. You know, bananas actually have 110 calories. That's pretty fucking high, actually, for a snack. I mean, I could eat an entire giant sandwich for 200 calories, but a banana's got 110 so you can't sit there and eat bananas all day. Apples only have 15, so you can eat a lot of apples. Something you'll discover, <laughs> my friends. Ah, oh, Jesus, he's about to share something. Something you'll discover when you've been eating a lot of fat and oily type things, and then you switch to fruit, a lot of fruit suddenly, is that <laughs> the uh, part of your body that reacts to fiber, it kicks in real quick. It puts it into full fucking top gear immediately. You can expect a whole lot of uh, trips to the toilet that are just empty and void of anything. I mean, they're going to make noise, and your butt is going to do its function, but ain't nothing going to come out. It's going to be a whole lot of... And then you look in the toilet, and the water's clear. <laughs> Ah, Jesus, he shared. He warned us. He fucking warned us. Ah, uh, yes, I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> uh. So, yeah, I'll keep you guys up to date because I know you're so fucking excited about the uh, progress that I'm going to make at the gym. I will constantly talk about it from now on, but I expect to have real results. And uh, as soon as I get my fat body back into hot body, thong-wearing shape, I will post pictures on the website, on Facebook, whatever. Don't forget there is a Fat Guy Loves Cake website. It is fatguylovescake.com. And there's also a Facebook. There's a Twitter. There's a, You know, because I'm just doing everything you're supposed to do when you have a, a podcast. Uh, interesting news story from my home state of Texas about Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton. He is the current Attorney General. The AG used to be the beloved... Greg Abbott, who I know everyone fucking hates, even as a moderate Republican, I can't really stand Greg Abbott, and uh, he just, I don't know, I don't think he's going to be governor much longer. I don't care much for him, I'm just going to say it. I know I don't talk politics, but I just something about him does not sit right with me. But anyway, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, this is a story about him, fled his home on Monday to avoid being served with a subpoena in a lawsuit related to abortion rights funding. Paxton tweeted that he left with his wife, Republican State Senator Angela Paxton, in order to, and I quote, to avoid a stranger lingering outside my home and showing concern about the safety and well-being of my family. Because, you know, that's what Texas Attorney Generals do. When a man comes knocking on the door, you get in your car and you fucking bolt. <laughs> Ernesto Martin Herrera, a process server, arrived at Paxton's home in the morning with the goal of serving the subpoena for a federal court hearing Tuesday. 
It's a suit brought by nonprofits seeking to fund out-of-state abortions for Texans. So what happened was is that Angela Paxton answered the door, told Mr. Herrera that her husband was on the phone inside the home but was in a hurry to leave. So he said he'd wait, and nearly an hour later, peace. <laughs> Your AG, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, was fucking beaten feet, and he was out of there. Uh, Herrera said, as soon as he saw me and heard me call his name, he turned around and he ran back inside the house, through the same door, and out to the garage. And he was gone. <laughs> now, if you're wondering what that sounded like, I just happened to make a recreation. And here it is. Oh, jeez, there's somebody at the door, honey. I'll get it. How you doing? Yes, hello, I'm Jim Sprouse with the Marshal Service. I'm here to serve a subpoena for Mr. Ken Paxton. Oh, jeez, there's no Ken Paxton here. Uh, hold on, let me get the, uh, the maid. Uh, one second, hold on. Oh, jeez, oh, wow, honey, oh, jeez. Uh, there's somebody here trying to serve me a subpoena. Uh, you keep him busy, I'm gonna get out of here. Oh, jeez, you better get out of here. Uh, Mr. Paxton. Mr. Paxton. Hello. <laughs> so long, sucker. I also happen to have the 911 call that Attorney General Ken Paxton made as soon as he left the house. As soon as he vacated the premises, he immediately dialed emergency services. And I have a, a recording of that right here for you guys. Listen to this. You know, you got to be careful of those Asians. You know, the swarm outside of your house. Start talking all that Asian. All right, we're going to take a break here real quick and uh, pay some bills. And when we get back, we are going to be talking about Roadhouse. Stick around. This is Lafayette from Nerds Talking the Podcast, and you're listening to Joey Valentine on Fat Guy Obes Cake. Your home for both stuff. Hey, Steve Urkel here to tell you again about my new love cream. If you haven't tried it yet, we're happy to announce that we've got an all-new formula. Extra strength so you can go even longer. Just listen to some of my satisfied customers. Oh, Steve, you punched a hole in my pussy. Did I do it? Pick up your Steve Urkel's love cream today. How are you doing, sir? Yo, I don't play that gay shit, you cheese-loving nerd. Oh, I guess he's more into manly men. Steve Urkel's love cream for your little Stevie. All you have to do is follow three simple rules. One, never underestimate your opponent. Expect the unexpected. Two, take it outside. Never start anything inside the bar unless it's absolutely necessary. And three, be nice. If somebody gets in your face and calls you a cocksucker, I want you to be nice. Ask him to walk. Be nice. 
If you won't walk, walk him, but be nice. If you can't walk him, one of the others will help you, and you'll both be nice. I want you to be nice until it's time to not be nice. Well, uh, how are we supposed to know when that is? You won't. I'll let you know. I've been trying to incorporate, uh, being the Gen Xer, the proud Gen Xer that I am, I've been trying to incorporate more uh, movie reviews. I want to start making it a thing, but I'm not going to review new movies, not unless they are somehow affiliated with the 80s, i.e. a comeback from an 80s actor or possibly a reboot, things like that. Like if I had been doing this podcast when Ghostbusters came out, I would have talked about that. I would have talked very quickly about it because it was garbage. Or, excuse me, <clears throat> excrement. Uh, I am, of course, talking about the one with all the chicks. And don't get me fucking started uh, like with any bullshit about because it was women. Because it is not the fact that it was about women. It's the fact that it was fucking trash. It was garbage. It could have been good. I gave it a chance. I wanted to like it. But I'm not going to get into that. Also, I just really have a distaste for Leslie Jones. I think she's a fucking terrible actress, and she's too over-the-top and, like, the least funny human being I've ever, ever, ever seen on Saturday Night Live or anything. But that's just my opinion. If that's your cup of tea, then so be it. But, but we're not talking about Ghostbusters today, no. Today we're talking about a little movie called Roadhouse. 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 Ow! Roadhouse. Starring Mr. Patrick Swayze, also the never-endingly handsome Sam Elliott, and some blonde chick who likes to wear a picnic table covering as a dress. If you've seen the movie, you know what the hell I'm talking about. She's got, it's a fucking picnic table. You know, a picnic table covering, you know, the red and the white. She's wearing it. And that's supposed to be like the provocative, sexy part of the movie, but uh, she does uh, give you some boobs, so I suppose that makes up for it. So Roadhouse is a little tale about Patrick Swayze, a man named Dalton. He's a professional bouncer. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and, and for the record, Patrick Swayze is one of my favorite human beings to ever grace the earth with his presence. So I'm not here to dog on him. I'm here to hold this man in the highest regard. And when I say that Roadhouse is one of the best movies ever made, I'm not joshing you. I'm being 100% serious. Now again, take this movie for what it is. It's an action. And action movies can be judged differently. You don't expect action movies to win Oscars. You don't even expect the acting to be good. Although Patrick Swayze's acting is fucking fantastic. So fuck you if you think otherwise. Uh, remember a little movie called Ghost? Or Point Break? Or, I don't know, anything he's ever done. Oh, man, I miss Patrick Swayze. Nobody puts baby in a corner. Uh, Dirty Dancing is going to be my next movie <laughs> review. <laughs> and, yes, I know way, way more about that movie than I do even about Roadhouse. But here, let's get going on Roadhouse. Roadhouse is about Dalton. He's a professional bouncer. He's working in New York City. And he gets called out by a man who owns a little club in North Dakota called the Double Deuce. And as he says, it's a place where afterwards they have to sweep up the eyeballs. So he wants Dalton to come in to this little town, and he wants to get that shit straight so his club can make money and stop having to throw people out and stop having people get stabbed, etc., etc. Also, the staff is really bad, so he's got to come in there and kick out the bad ones, the really, really bad ones, the ones that are, like, stealing money and uh, being too overly violent with the customers. 
And to you longtime listeners, if you're wondering where I got Be Nice from at the end of my show, because I always say Be Nice, it's not from this movie. That's just a coincidence. In fact, it didn't even occur to me how long I'd been saying that and how big of a fan of Roadhouse I was. And that the, you know, but no, I didn't steal that. I genuinely believe that people should be nice. When Patrick Swayze says it, he, he means be nice because you're about to fuck somebody up. I guess actually that works both ways. But Dalton comes in and uh, he immediately gets stabbed. He has to beat up a bunch of people. He goes and gets his uh, stitches done by the hot blonde doctor. The only hot woman in the entire town, apparently. Because the women in this movie are wretched. And, uh, of course, they hook up because, come on, he's Patrick fucking Swayze. So Dalton's getting stitched up by the hot doctor, and he's uh, got his medical records with him. And she says, doesn't that hurt? And he says, pain don't hurt. <laughs> Another wonderful line. Now, what got me want to talk about Roadhouse? Oh, are you wondering how it ends? Well, I'll give you the short version. Patrick Swayze beats a lot of ass, a lot of wholesale ass out in North Dakota. And uh, he cleans the bar up. And then he moves on to his next gig, I guess. Uh, Glenn Wesley is the bad guy. He runs and owns the entire town. And he doesn't want the double deuce to be good. He wants it to be bad. He wants everything to stay shitty like it is. He's basically like the uh, like some sort of Midwestern mafia godfather. You know, he like dresses in safari clothes. And he holds these lavish parties like he's the great Gatsby. You can see them all across the lake from where uh, Dalton is staying in this farmhouse. This movie's too good. I could go on all day about this fucking movie, so I'm going to keep this short. I wanted to talk to you guys about a part that just is really not set well with me. There's a bad guy in the movie. He's like the main muscle thug goon for Glenn Wesley. He looks like he might be possibly Native American. Uh, he's got a dagger in his ear, you know, for the his left hanging earring. Because remember, in the 80s, if you had an earring in the left ear, then you were normal. You were straight. If you had an earring in the right ear, then you were a homo. That was that was the rules. Earring in the right ear was gay. So anyway, he has this dangly dagger earring, and he's got a like a faux mullet kind of thing going on. And on top of wearing jeans and boots, he wears a jean vest. But hold on to your panties, ladies. It's just a jean vest. There's no shirt under there. Sleeveless jean vest on top of his brown, hairy, oiled up skin. So anyway, Glenn Wesley's goon and Patrick Swayze almost have it out several times throughout the movie. And then they finally come down to the very last fight, the finale, the one where you know Dalton's got to kill this guy. And they're really beating the shit out of each other. And the fight choreography is great because it's pretty fucking realistic looking. It doesn't have all those phony fucking punch sounds that you hear in movies, you know? The ones that I like to use on my show all the time. <laughs> no, it actually sounds like... If you've ever heard a real punch in real life, it sounds like what you would think it would sound like when uh, bone and skin hit bone and skin. It's more of a slapping sound. Not like the fake fucking slapping sound in movies. Like a... You know, like that. And throughout this entire uh, fight scene, it's you hear what sounds to me like very realistic punching. And uh, both guys are like wicked fucking shredded. 
But I digress. <laughs> uh, at one point in the fight, the uh, bad guy, whose name escapes me right now, but the bad guy has Patrick Swayze, a.k.a. Dalton, in a headlock. And he says this. I used to fuck guys like you in prison. Now, I've never been one to uh, be quick-witted in a fight. I'll usually let my fists do the talking. I don't need to be funny. I don't need to have a one-liner. I don't need to zing somebody. If someone disrespects me or my girlfriend or my friends or whatever, and they need a good ass-kicking, I just, I just do that. Uh, but, but correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't I used to fuck guys like you in prison... Isn't that like the opposite of bragging? Isn't that the opposite of zinging someone? If I was in a fight, I could think of a lot better things to say than than one blatantly admitting that I was fucking men in prison and two, that I somehow aggressively seemed to enjoy it. I mean, it's just coming off all wrong. Could you imagine like if I was in a fight with someone, you know, we're fucking wrestling around and I go... You know what? I used to hang out with guys like you when I shit my pants. Probably stop the fight, right? Be like, wait, 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 hold on, time out, time out. What was that again? I said I used to stroke it to guys like you in the Sears catalog when I was younger. I, it's irrelevant. Let's keep fighting. Take this. Take this. You know what? I used to take a shit on a guy's chest that looked just like you. Uh, what? I don't even feel like fighting anymore. That's really, really specific and odd. Couldn't he have just said, I used to fuck guys up like you in prison? Oh, he doesn't. Listen again. I used to fuck guys like you in prison. He could have so easily said... I used to fuck guys up. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I used to fuck guys up like you in prison. I used to beat guys up like you in prison. But no, he takes the gross route and he's, he puts the image in your head that there was a time when he used to bang men in prison who resembled Patrick Swayze. Although I gotta say, I really doubt that there are any men in prison that look like Patrick Swayze. And if there were, you couldn't blame him for wanting to bang him. Them. Whatever. Um, long story short, a guy gets his throat ripped out at the end. Roadhouse. (laughs) Alright guys, thanks so much for sticking around with me on your Friday episode of Fat Guy Loves Cake. I am Joey Valentine, and I can be reached at FatGuyLovesCake at Yahoo.com. Don't forget to get your free stickers upon request for I Heart Butt Stuff or Fat Guy Loves Cake the Podcast. I will see you guys on Monday. Remember to hug your children, kiss your kitty cats, and Patrick Swayze, what do we always say? Be nice. That's right. See you on Monday. Roadhouse. 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 Come on, y'all, let's take a ride. Don't you say 
just get inside It's time to take your ass on another kind of trip Cause you can't have to hop if you don't have to hit Grab your back with the extra clip And close your eyes and hit the switch We're going to a place where everybody kick it, kick it, kick it Get after kick it Ain't no blood, ain't no gripping Ain't no punk ass nigga set tripping Everybody got a stack and it ain't no crack And it really don't matter if you're white or black I wanna take your tail like a staple singer Oh, yeah! <laughs> Roadhouse.